Hi, Hi. my name is Michael. (laughs) (laughs) Too strong? No, I'm into it and I'm keeping it. (laughs) Okay, well, um, my name is Michael and this is a podcast called This is the Pits. That over there is Chelsea Greenwood and today we're talking about Spy Game. Spy Game, a movie from 2001 starring uh, Robert Redford, or Bob, as Brad Pitt affectionately calls him, and Brad Pitt, the man himself. Um, And it's directed by Tony Scott. Tony Scott, who also directed True Romance. Yes, he did. He sure did. And his brother, Ridley Scott, at the same time as this movie, was directing a movie called Black Hawk Down. That's true. Both movies dedicated to their deceased mother. May she rest in peace. I see you also read the IMDb's fun facts. <laughs> yeah, that's that's my entryway into research every week. Me too. Yeah, that's how I start because it's it's usually the most obvious things are put into the IMDb fun facts. So you got to read them. Exactly right. And I have to say, if you don't prepare for this, if you don't do the research, you can get away with doing a full podcast just on the IMDb facts alone. <laughs> oh, and I have. Yeah, I have too. My normal routine is IMDb... Then I do the ratings. I just Google the ratings, and then I go to the Entertainment Weekly, get that rating. Then I go to Brad Pitt Press. That's where, yes. Read yeah. some transcripts. Then I go to YouTube and see if there's any actual footage of Brad Pitt himself or the director talking about the movie. So that's my process. Yeah, mine's <laughs> very similar. Uh, I do. I start with IMDb, like you said, and then I will often go to the Wikipedia page. Mm, same thing. Um, because in the Wikipedia page, they usually have a uh reception like a little segment that says like reception it's just like a little paragraph on like how it was generally received and they'll have like a little paragraph about any particularly interesting things that happened in production and then i'll google like the name of the movie and brad pitt's name Mm -hmm. and then just see what comes up Mm -hmm. and then i'll go to brad pitt press which again as always shout out to brad pitt press out to brad pitt press they did this work for us yeah yeah, so it's super, super, and then usually in Brad Pitt Press, there's like a a lot of a lot of sidebars and segues into more interesting little factoids about um, about the production and stuff like that. So also, Brad Pitt Press provides us um, with the insight, an insight that I've been looking for, the backbone of this podcast, which is who is Brad Pitt. You know, who is Brad Pitt? I mean, who I don't is know this guy we talk about once a week. And, I, you know, it's it's easy, especially with good movies or complex movies. It's easy to forget that we're actually talking about one person through the context right? of film. So yeah. what we learned from this one is that he is a photographer. In real life, in real life. And he, yeah. was, he was told in an interview because in the movie he plays a photographer for a hot second. Yeah. He said that that was his only creative out, output. And so I got a little morsel, a little taste of who this man really and truly is. And, I and you it. know what would be cool is um, they, the, someone mentioned, like, would you ever consider putting that out in a coffee table book or something like that? Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, 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 you know. Um, I read this and, too. He was Heman and Han back and forth. Mm-hmm. And um, can you imagine if he did release it, though? Like, how cool would that be? Like, how fucking cool... Would a Brad Pitt? I don't know. Like, I mean, I know it's it's not that cool. Let's be honest, it's not that cool. Well, he was supposed to. He was supposed to. He wanted to do it, and then the people that were going to publish it were like, "No, there's not enough celebrity here. It's too artsy." And then people only want him for his celebrity status and not his arts. In 2001, yes. In 2001, I 100 percent believe that. But now, 
in in 2019. Um, oh, people... welcome to 2019, by the way. Yeah, here we are. Uh, here we are in 2019 doing this same old bullshit. <laughs> Episode 20, big milestone for us today. Here you hear you. Episode 20. Round of applause. Do you ever? Do you ever just? While I was watching this movie, I was just thinking like. I can't believe that we do this. <laughs> I can't believe that we watch every single Brad Pitt movie. Like, no. what the fuck? <laughs> I met a new. I know. I met a person the other day that I had been wanting to meet for a long time, and it got brought up that I do this, and she looked at me like, "Do you like him? <laughs> do you like Brad Pitt?" <laughs> and I was like, "No, I don't." <laughs> the more that we watch these movies, the less sure I am of how I feel about him. So, I thought that he was good in this movie. I think so, for the most part, yeah. I think I did, too. I actually don't even... Like, I don't have a rating in mind yet. I haven't really decided yet how I fully feel about it. Well, I think we need to... It's one of those things where we need to flesh it out together and then we can come up with something. Okay, well, let's get let's get down to the, the brass tacks here. I think for this movie we should do a recap, only because I don't think a lot of people have actually seen it. It's This isn't a Fight Club okay. situation. So... And I was a little unclear <laughs> as to what the actual story is. <laughs> I was a little bit unclear too, but I, I, but I still felt smart, you know, which I appreciate. You're like, ah, it, I get it. No, it makes you feel like you like you're in on a secret, right? Like I think all of the details are there. Like if you actually paid super close attention, that mm. I think you could understand what they're doing. But if you don't play, pay super close attention. You can still understand that Robert Redford is tricking his people in the CIA right. to save Brad Pitt. That's all that's you can get that general concept just from barely paying attention. And yeah. that's fine. It's almost like a father son tale. Right. And that's mentor mentee. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So and I, and I think that that get the movie does that's all it needs it, it you don't necessarily need to get all of the tiny little details to understand to get that good feeling that warm feeling of oh look at robert redford saving brad pitt secretly by getting this guy and like you know tricking him you know what i mean like you still feel like you're in on the trick it was like yeah like robert redford's relationship with brad pitt was like the only important relationship in robert redford's life ever because he was dedicated to cia for i'm assuming the stakes were that he like is living like ended up going out with a bang and living for love for this guy. Yeah. Um wait, so have you seen this movie? Before? No. I think I have seen it, but like I felt like I had seen it like in a dream. <laughs> like right. it was because I think I've seen it like on TBS and stuff or that like That makes sense. You know what I mean? Like I think it was a movie that was on TV a few times and I never knew what it was called and I would just catch it little bits and pieces and you know how the when it's on TV, they cut shit out, mm-hmm. especially because it's rated R. Yeah. So um, I, I think I have kind of seen bits and pieces of it because there, there were parts where I was like, oh, wait, I think I know what's going to happen. And like, I, I vaguely remember this, you know, so. Well, so this is the problem with the movie, too, is like, you know, what's going to happen the entire from the very beginning. Like, well, from the moment we meet Robert Redford and we see that he's had a relationship with Brad Pitt, you know that the movie is going to happen the way that it happens. I mean, yes, there's twists yeah. and turns, but ultimately, you know, there's going to be a love interest. You know that Robert Redford's going to put everything on the line. You know, like he's in his tweed suit. The other CIA operatives are like in their fucking black Mission Impossible, you know, Men in Black men in gear, black. and he's like rebelling. Yeah. He's like the old, long in the tooth hound dog that needs to go. Um, I think I wrote 
last day on the job, it kind of reminded me of uh, Seven. Yeah, kind of. It, it, it sort of reminded me of what the Devil's Own could have been. Totally. Um, anyway, why don't you give a little recapulation? <laughs> That's not a word. <laughs> well, I can try. Um, Recapulate I, me. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so... This movie starts off uh, with, you know, I'm going into this real confident, but I don't know, 100% know how this is going to go. Don't worry, I shall interrupt you and fix every error you make. (laughs) Okay, good. So this movie starts off with a shot of Brad Pitt. Um, No, it doesn't. Why don't you start off and I'll interject? Because I don't remember how it starts. Welcome to This is the Pits, a podcast about Brad Pitt in which the hosts don't know how to host a podcast. <laughs> Even though I literally just watched the movie. <laughs> yeah, I turned it off 30 minutes ago. Yeah. Um, okay, so it starts. We see Brad Pitt. He's wearing a doctor's coat, a lab vest. Uh-huh. A lab coat. Um, and he's in what appears to be a Chinese prison administering... Uh, anti-cholera medication. Right. And so when it opens, I was like, oh, Brad Pitt playing a doctor. Never seen this before. I'm into it. But then we right. finds out it's like a heist and he's trying to break someone out of prison. Um, and he like is almost successful. And it's like becomes this whole yeah. fucking back and forth. And you're like, he's going to get away with it. And you're, it's going to be like, I thought it was going to be like an opening of Mission Impossible where in the first scene, he narrowly escapes, but he doesn't escape. And you see what a badass he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay, so he doesn't escape. He gets captured. Yeah. And then and then it cuts to, at the CIA, Robert Redford, um, just like kind of being Robert Redford. And then they tell him that this guy is captured. And they're like, we have 24 hours before he's executed. And we have to decide if we're going to claim him or not um, as a spy. Because China's like, hey, is this your spy? Because he's breaking the law here. And if he's if he's America's spy, then it becomes an international problem if he's not america's spy right. then they execute him and they're having trade talks like the world is the american china relations is tenuous they don't want us right to, right so they don't want it to be another cold war and it's sort of if if this is a, an american spy it could lead to another cold war or real war right we don't so know. that's another theme of this movie is that robert redford started in the cia in the cold war era brad pitt starts in the cia in the vietnam era and so these newbies are coming around in, in sort of a peaceful post Berlin Wall era, right? And so um, that's happening. And then we sort of, as the movie goes on, we sort of start to see they start asking Robert Redford about how he knows Brad Pitt, also known as his name. His character's name is Bishop Tom Bishop, um, and he's like asking him how he knows him. And then he sort of tells us like how they met and how Robert Redford trained him and like. Uh, that's when I really got engaged with the movie. Totally. Was when he started, when I saw the relationship between Robert Redford and Brad Pitt, then I started caring. And it was also cool. Like that, like, oh, also, side note, spy shit, 2000, 2001. Mm. It's prime. It's like, that's what movies are about. Totally. Spy so everything. I wrote a note, and I think you were just about to say this. One of my first notes was, I could watch a whole movie about training a spy. I loved that sequence yes. of like, him learning, like, get up into the balcony. And, they're, and they, they have great chemistry because they've worked together and they're good friends in real life. So I loved seeing them together. Every time they were together, which for the majority of the movie, they were separate. But when they were together, I was really into it. And I loved, loved, loved the spy shit. And I, a funny thing that I read, I don't know if you read this, is that Brad Pitt turned down the Bourne Identity 
mm-hmm. to do this movie. Can you imagine if he was Jason Bourne? Yeah, I fully could. Like, I mean, he would be, be amazing. Making, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Matt Damon's a pretty good Bourne. Matt Damon is a good Bourne. He is born. Matt Damon I mean, and Bourne are one in the he same. He is born. Yeah. yeah. We were both born, too, one time. We were both, yeah. I mean, yeah, we were. And, you know, Brad Pitt was also born. Um, he was. In a way. I think that Brad Pitt is a a good, you know, a, a good action star. But, like, he doesn't fully strike me as a franchise guy. Mm-mm. Just because, he, I don't know, he doesn't have that Matt Damon franchiseness to him. He's He's so cheeky that I guess he could. I think that's just because he hasn't. I mean, if you think about it, like his, like other, it was like Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise of the time. Tom Cruise chose a franchise. Yeah. Continues to fucking kill that franchise, no matter how cuckoo bananas he is. Mission Impossible is always great. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Um, But yeah, okay, so they get introduced. We meet them in Vietnam. They're fun. They're teaching... He's learning things. He's in balconies. He's oh, taking photos. Oh, what was photos. interesting is that so they met in Vietnam. Yeah. Robert Redford says, "I got my eyes on this guy. I want yeah. him to be one of my operatives, and I'm going to train him." Right. So he sends him to Berlin, and like fucks with his head for a couple months, and then secretly meets up with him, mm-hmm. and presents the spy game to him. And then we watch them train, and it's a romp and it's a rimp. And I wish that the movie started there, because you're 100% right. Me like, too. That's when you clicked in. Yeah. I mean, I guess they were, I mean, okay, it was Tony Scott. It's like, I don't know, it's it's fun. It's, it's a, a timepiece. It's, it's fine. Yeah, it's it's fine. But I think that's the sort of thing that makes this movie a TV movie in the end. Well, and a TV movie of its time. It's not an everlasting TV movie. Right, so... um yeah, so the Born Identity also had just come out. Spy Kids had just come out. Oh no. Um, three James Bond movies had just come out. Um, granted, the world is on spire. The world is not enough had just come out. Ooh, I love <laughs> the that James movie. Bond movie. Um, Who three... did the Sorry, theme what? song for the world is not enough? I think it was garbage. Oh yeah, it was like I'm not gonna sing it, but yeah, I know it. I know it so well because I had the video game. Because guess what? They made like three video games for every James Bond movie. Mm, and they were all because so great. 2000, 2001 was the time to be playing video games for, I mean, the time for spy movie shit. Yeah. So it's interesting because the world is on Spire in the early 2000s. And on spy- oh, Spire. I get it. That's the second time I you made s- this pun, but you missed it the first time. <laughs> so I said it again. Well, I heard it. I just ignored it. Yeah, well. <laughs> cringe. I just imagine every single one of our two listeners cringing <laughs> and turning off the podcast. Um, but no, it's interesting because of 9-11 and how right. we've been in this like safety bubble forever, thinking America's the best country forever and nothing could ever happen to us. And then, pacow, the, the trade towers go down. And all of a sudden, we're like, oh, we need spies. And we, we need, like, it, we've checked into reality. We're not safe. People can right. pop our bubble. So I think the spy thing happened sort of before that, but it kicked into yeah. high gear directly after that. But then it got, yeah, then it was like justified. Then they were like, yeah. oh, spy. Yeah, see, told you, spies. Yeah. So fascinating because spies are so cool. <laughs> and now, but now everything spy related went from being in Russia to being in Afghanistan. <laughs> 100%. So, um, okay, so 
Also, the beginning credits of this movie, did you notice that the beginning credits were going on for like the entire first act of the movie? Mm-hmm. Like, they were so long. And I was just thinking like, as long as the beginning credits are going, I'm not close to finishing this movie. And, and well, I, it's another I wanted... two hour or cut me the fuck out of China. I didn't need the whole China scene. I didn't get no. it. Just show me him getting beaten up. And then cut to Yeah. Or, yeah, I don't know. They could have definitely shortened some stuff. They could have shortened some of the stuff in the beginning where he wasn't training him. They could. It doesn't matter. They could have cut a lot of shit. Um, the way see. that this movie was cut, though, like the way the story unfolds, the jumping back in time was actually pretty good. And effective. Yeah, I was into that. Once, once we get going, I yeah. was into it. Yeah, and it was – yeah, I was like, oh – it's just the kind of thing where it's like it could have done better, but it didn't do badly, but it was right. good. Like it was totally fine. This movie is 100% fine. <laughs> <What's>... <laughs> this movie's fine. Mm-hmm. What's interesting is that this movie felt long, but only during the beginning. Totally. Like some movies. Once like, we're rolling, like, they seem yeah, like hating, so... you know? Right. And towards the end, I was like, oh, what's going to happen? Um, but like in the first, like most movies, like towards the end, you're like, okay finish up but like this well, movie particularly the, the last few brad pitt movies or a few of the brad pitt movies that we've watched are you talking about meet joe black yes yeah. and the mexican and the mexican Whew, yeah, yeah that one i already um, forgot about her so anyway they cut back and forth between the cia boardroom in which we also watch robert redford like sort of canoodling and fadoodling around and like subverting all of his superiors on his last day of work oh yeah well, and, is like, it really his last day of work, or does he just keep saying that? No, it is actually his last day of work. Oh. So then he's, like, subverting it. We understand that he's, like, going against the rules. He's breaking the New World Order. Um, and we're cutting to flashbacks of their, like, teamsmanship. Yeah. Brad Pitt uh, is, ends up in... Uh, where is the city? Beirut. They're in Beirut. He meets a fucking girl for an operative. He falls in love with her. He goes rogue. I think it's implied because he's in love with her and she's also in some sort of British operative. Yeah. That's the part I got confused. I was like, why? It doesn't matter. The thing is, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, but I'd like to know why the whole China thing happened. Whatever. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, then the movie, we see their relationship. We see some big fucking bombs, which is great. And then yep. he... Robert Redford pulls it off and, like, waltzes out of the CIA. Like, Brad Pitt and his girlfriend both get airlifted out of prison at the, in within, like, five minutes of the execution time. And Brad Pitt, like, I mean, and Robert Redford drives out of CIA territory in his fucking Porsche Boxster, his forest green vintage Porsche, which was, wow. All of them. I know. All of the cars in this movie. I wanted them. Ooh, the 85 I'm really Mercedes. Into, I'm really into boxy, yeah, boxy mm-hmm. Mercedes and Volvos right Fuck, now. Fuck, yeah. Well, All of Beirut know, was but... covered in my favorite Mercedes. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, uh, the, yeah, but I also really liked the stuff where he was, like, on the phone and, like, mm-hmm. talking about getting dinner reservations and all that shit, Ooh. and it was like, you yes. know what? I kind of love that. And it, Dinner it also out re- is a go dinner out as a go and you know what it sort of reminds me of like those videos or like those stories that you hear about people who call 911 and like pretend that they're ordering a pizza have you heard of people doing this oh yeah because there's murderers in their house or like uh, they're just like abused like they're they're victims of domestic abuse and they call and they say 
hi, I'd like to order a pizza. And the 911 operator is like, is, are you not able to tell me what's going on? And she's like, yes. And she's like, yeah. Okay. Um, <gasps> fun, do fun, you fun, need fun, help? Fun. And she's like, yeah. And then she has to give her address. I love that shit. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so that's how the movie ends. We are left with this feeling of, oh, Brad Pitt and Rob, like Robert Redford, like he sacrificed his whole career just to save this one guy who like he felt a kindred spirit to, felt father-like to, because it seems that he doesn't have any other relationship in his life. Um, few things. I would have liked to have seen them meet up again in China. I thought it ended who? for the setup of the movie was really long and it ended a little bit too abruptly for me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Like this movie feels long on the front end, which mm-hmm. is weird because, like it, I don't know. I could. I guess it's like when the twenty four hours is up, the movie just ended. Exactly. Uh, a little bit annoying. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I really loved all of the apartments in Beirut, though. I loved like so all of the rooftop shots were so nice and pretty. His shots in general are really great. Um, that scene where they're arguing in Germany. He, yeah. Tom's, Tony Scott asked for a helicopter, like asked for more money for a helicopter, because back in the day, we didn't have drones. <laughs> it's true. And so we paid pretty fucking penny for helicopters. And they said no. And he said, no, it's really important. And he fucking spent his own money to rent a helicopter to shoot that scene. What a guy. He really cared about the, the movie. And I sent you a little video about this. I don't know if you watched it about how he doesn't do shot lists. He does storyboards. Because mm-hmm. he's originally a painter, and so what he does is he has his minions every morning on the day of the shoot. They come to his apartment at four a.m. with the um, annotated script, like condensed script, on the left side of the page, and then a blank page on the right. He goes, "I make myself an espresso, I light a cigar, and I go shot for shot. I write out exactly what it's going to look like. I have between four and six a.m. to get my, all of my storyboards together." Whoa! I, I didn't love that. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah that. I appreciate that so much. He's like, I never storyboard unless I have a full cast and I've been to my locations at least three times. But it's Whoa. like well thought out. So you can you can kind of see that like on the roof. You can see the once after seeing that, thinking back to the movie, I love seeing his particular vision that he knew exactly what the shot was going to be. Yeah, that's so deliberate. I yeah. appreciate that so much because yeah. it feels like like when you're making a movie and you have a shot list and you show up on set and everyone's tired and groggy and including the director and it sort of takes a little bit to get going and it's it's just it's really impressive first of all that he smokes a cigar in the morning i mean yeah, that's, that's gross he died he's dead oh did he tony scott yeah he's dead i'll tell you when he oh. died it's really sad it is Rid- unfortunate ridley his brother is still alive you know what's funny though? I, think I vaguely remember. I think it was what twenty fifteen. That's my guess. He died in twenty fifteen. Ridley is such a better name than Tony. <laughs> Do you think they fought <laughs> a lot? Uh, I don't. I mean, probably. They probably fought about who was the better director. Spoiler alert. Yeah, over. I mean. Do you think Ridley or Tony is a better director? I'm not familiar. He died on August nineteenth, twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. I was way off. I will tell you how he died. He killed himself by jumping off the fucking Vincent Thomas Bridge in San Pedro Port of District, L.A. He fucking no. jumped off a bridge to his death. What? What the fuck? I didn't know that. One witness said whoa, whoa, he did whoa. not hesitate before jumping, but another said he looked nervous before climbing a fence, hesitating for two seconds, and then jumping into the wa- body of water beside a tour boat. His body Why did was he recovered do that? from the water. I mean, I'm glad I looked that up. I figured he had a heart attack. 
So did I, or like, you know, cancer. Yeah. <laughs> Why did he, wait, did he leave a note or does anyone know? Let's circle back to this because I really want to get into it. That was just yeah, a blur okay. from Wikipedia, but holy shit. Aw, sorry, Tones. So unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, anyway, I guess uh, we'll we'll circle back to Tony Scott. Um, let's see. So what else did we need to get, get, cover? Um, okay, so it was shot in Morocco, though it takes place mostly in Beirut. The biggest chunk right. is in Beirut. Um, and all the Germany parts are shot in Hungary. Mm-hmm. So... Oh, I know. Brad Pitt looked so unexplicably attractive to me with that fucking really? 70s shag hair. I was like, I was not Whoa. into it. I, I was, was like, not into it. I was questioning myself because I could tell that it didn't look good. But for some reason, I was like into it. It's oddballness. I can see that. I can see where you're coming from. Um, but I was not. It felt too... It just, I mean, now it feels like he's, like, such a movie star. Yeah. Um, And, like, it just, I was thinking while I was watching this and, like, watching all the special effects and just the, the dialogue of the movie. like The dialogue if, is saccharine. Robert, some of the things Robert Redford says is horrifying. If someone were to um, imagine what a, a Hollywood movie is like like making a hollywood movie mm-hmm. like this like like somebody walking by in beirut who has a very fundamental understanding of filmmaking mm-hmm. and they see this movie being made or not beirut wherever they were um it's like it's got big movie stars it's about secret agents there's explosions <laughs> they say lines like fuck your rules man yeah and it's goes, just like you're gonna dance all night with your hand up, with my hand on your ass or you're gonna talk <laughs> <laughs> exactly and it's like it's like who are who knew Brad Pitt in high school are like, oh yeah, he's a big Miss Hollywood now. He, Brad Pitt is doing exactly what people imagine Hollywood is like. Hundred <laughs> percent. You know that what I mean? Spot on. Spot on. It's just like a yeah. Hollywood fucking action movie spy thing. I will say though, I think the reason why I thought that he looked good is because he seems a little bit older. Like I don't uh-huh. know if they aged him for it, but he he's no more like a young guy. He doesn't Brad? seem well. Yeah. He looks young sometimes, but he also does look older sometimes. I feel like this was the first role that we've seen him in, or, I mean, and I think this is completely objective, but I thought that he looked just a little bit more aged. How old is he in two thousand one? Thirty-seven. Yeah, he's. He's Sorry. looking. I mean, he's getting. He's rounding the corner to no longer be able to play young hot guy. He's starting to have to play mature hot exactly and while we're on the subject of age robert redford's fucking wrinkles are so deep and he looked so old in 2001 that what in the hell does he look like now does he still look the same yeah i I feel like he looks the same i feel like he will look the same until the day he dies his hair will change but that's it it's like he He aged in like 1989 he aged and then just like never stopped (laughs) aging and then like stayed at that old age yeah. Brad Pitt, though, at this time, was... Should we talk a little bit about what he's doing at this time? Please, 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 please. So he's now deep oh in his relationship with Jen. He's married to Jen. Oh, wow. See, he looks like... Robert Redford looks like Brad Pitt. When he was a chicken. But they now... look the same. 
I'll show you him now. Sorry, this isn't interesting, but well, that's okay. We'll post these on our Instagram. I'm showing oh, pictures, Michael, pictures now? of when he was yeah, a kid. She's just holding now. her phone up to a camera, like like <laughs> we're old people, <laughs> like we're Robert Redford. Yeah, um, like why, why don't you just screenshot that and print it out on a piece of paper and mail it to me? He's saggy. He sagged out. He's getting a little saggy, saggy waggy, which is. You know, Brad Pitt probably looks at Robert Redford and is like, okay, so this is where I'm headed. <laughs> yeah. This is what I got. He's so lucky. Um, so apparently, by the way, going quick circle back to Tony Scott. Yeah. Um, I found out that he, uh, our producer has actually given me uh, some more information. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Aaron. Um, yeah, Aaron, our producer. He's given me a little information more on Tony Scott's. Uh, oh, my yeah. God. Um, so Tony Scott... Uh, killed himself because apparently he had cancer and um, uh, that he didn't want his family to know. Mm, a likely story. That that's is a, a likely? That's a little bit too Hollywood for me. I think he was depressed. Well, that's what his brother Ridley Scott said. Exactly. But Mr. I'm going to tell a tale. But the coroner, the coroner said that that's not what happened. So yeah, I feel like something bad happened, and Ridley Scott was embarrassed. And this, there's a stigma around depression, and yeah, that doesn't seem correct to me. I mean, who's to say? But anywho, let's talk about what's going on in Brad's life. Right. So anyway, he's um, married to Jen, and he. In all of his interviews, he mentions how happy he is and how she is the love of his life. He and... really found the purpose of living with her, didn't he? Didn't he? And it makes us all so happy. Yeah. Um, and oh, he got sexiest man alive again in two thousand one. This is number two. This is two. Uh, I want to one day. I'm going to have all his covers framed in my house. Mm, wouldn't that be great? I want to make a quilt. I want to make a cover, a, a quilt that I can use as a cover to my bed that is just made of covers of him. Oh my God. Yeah. Dream. Be the best. The That'll be is, the worst. Yeah. Actually, I'm so sad worst. about this. Cause the truth of the matter is once we're done with this podcast, I'm already starting, you know, I dip in and I dip out. I'm in a moment where I'm like, I'm so sick of Brad Pitt <laughs> right now. Yeah. Not, not, too. not sick enough I'm to not honest. do the podcast, but I'm just like, can I watch a movie that doesn't have Brad Pitt in it? Same. It's like, I, I feel like I just watched a movie with Brad Pitt. Yeah, I got news for and you. I, we got and another I, fucking year of this. Yeah. I. It's always like, God, I just watched a Brad Pitt movie. Do I really have to watch another one? <laughs> and right now he's so busy that like before we went through a decade in like 20 episodes. Yeah. We went through uh, over a decade in 20 episodes. Now it's going to take us a lot longer to get to 2010. Well... All I got to say is I want to revel in the Jennifer Aniston moment forever because I genuinely believe in their love and I do not genuinely believe in their in Angelina's love. And Brad is a cheater. I think I do believe in Angelina's love because Brad Pitt is a lover. Is a he's a lover but he's also a, like a hippie and he's into like holistic shit and you know new new world like stuff and I feel like Angelina is really into crystals and mm. really into and does yoga and shit. And Jen, I feel like, is just kind of a regular ass girl who's like real, authentic, well, good American. This is like, the picture just, that's been painted girl. for us. This is the picture that American media and the gossip rags have told us. I think that Angelina Jolie is. Are a you calling me a sheep? You're goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> 
Listen, sheeple, I think that Angelina Jolie is a sociopath, a very hot one. Hot take, hot take. I think that they, I remember when they first got together and I reveled in it and I loved it. But now sitting back, knowing Brad as intimately as I do, I don't think that she was good for him. She did give him the ability to become a father. And we're getting way ahead of ourselves. My point is, let's revel in Jen. Well, all they'll say is this. When Angelina played Maleficent, I went, oh, she might be evil in real life. <laughs> I'm telling you, she's a socio. Didn't you ever see Girl Interrupted? I feel like that's actually oh, yeah. her. Um, she won an Oscar for that. Anyway. And I had my first my first gay experience while watching that movie. Oh. Fun fact. Do you want to tell our listener about it? No. Your brother? <laughs> <laughs> it's like my brother and my mom. They really don't want to hear anyway. Um, I've never wanted to know any information more. Really? <laughs> It's I not always, interesting. It's like I love a first, first sexual experience. experience. It's well, different when you're a gay when you're a gay kid, though. Yeah, because I was like, older, and you're like subversive. I said, "Yeah, I was older. I was 18." Wow. Yeah. Like, anyway, um, Brad and Jen. You know what I'm saying? So Brad gets <laughs> sexiest man alive. Brad is the busiest person alive. He's making 700 movies right now. Uh-huh. Um, oh, also the day after. This movie, Spy Game, was released. He was on Friends. Oh, great. Which is next week. episode, Which is what we're talking about next week. So, yeah. I mean, we'll get into much more details about Brad and Jed next week. Uh, we're going to like... We're going to have a gossip breakdown next week. Next week is going to kind of be gossipy because we just... Mm-hmm. Brad and Jen is such an iconic period. And I think we need to fully dive into their... Like the, the sensation that they were in oh. order to fully... Because it sets the stage for the 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 infamacy or the the infamy. What is that word? What are you trying to say? His infamy, like in, oh, his in, infidelity. No, anti-fame. Like in his his he's infamous, infamous storyline. <laughs> <laughs> I I sometimes in, don't. In, 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 infam- you know what I mean. <laughs> Infamy, you goddamn bitch. <laughs> his his evilness, the, the storyline of, of everyone knows it. Brad Pitt. <laughs> you are so flustered, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> his hands are in his hair. <laughs> and I just lost my pen. Um, Sorry, that was mean. Yeah. Point is, I'm next week we're going to really break it down. We're going to take a pause. We're going to distill Brad's life. Isolate it. I understand it. it. Exactly right. And that listen, in the future when we reference all of the things, we we've had a moment to know and we we have embraced it. Yeah. So Um so Spy Game, one more thing, uh which I thought yeah. was interesting or a, a question I'd like to pose for you. As a director and as an actor working with Robert Redford, who's like one of the most respected directors like in the history and of actors. direction. And actors, but mostly he's like now at least now he's now a director. So it's like to be Tony Scott directing the director. I don't think Tony Scott's scared of him, though. Tony Scott has directed amazing movies. Like what else? Well, True Romance. Um, and. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Hold on. <laughs> I just remember, like, glancing at his IMDb and he had seven, like, a bunch of, like, really good. Um, he's won two, Emmy, two Emmys. Stand by, stand by, stand by, stand by. Oh, Man on Fire, another great film. Never but seen. that was after that was after Spy Game. Oh, great. If you like Denzel Washington, you would love it. He directed Top Gun, Beverly Hills Cop. Um Oh shit. 
He's the king of the 80s and 90s. Enemy of the State. Uh, and then Spy Game. Um, but then later he directed Deja Vu, Man on Fire. Um, so, and the taking of Pelham 143. Cannot believe he jumped off a bridge. Shocking. Revelation. I know, and apparently he left Apparently he left a suicide note, and I, I want to find it, but I'm not going to be able to hold a conversation and also find his suicide note at the same time. So. Yeah. And we can't post just... it on Instagram either. Everybody, if you want to read his suicide note, you know. Do it on your own, because Do it's it going to be a real downer. Guess what? I'm not going to post that on our Instagram. No. Um, so, the let's see. Did you have something to say? Go, go ahead. No, I don't. Well, uh, I was watching a, a YouTube interview with Brad Pitt about this movie, and I scrolled. I was, you know, the interview was so-so. It was just Brad Pitt talking about the importance of spies or whatever. Was it the eight-minute one with the French yeah. guy? Yeah, Snooze yeah. Fest, USA. Snooze, yeah. So I just started so – I scrolled down started reading the comments, and the, the top YouTube comment was, I'm straight, but damn, bro. <laughs> <laughs> great, 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 great. And it just made sense. It's like – it's so funny that – I mean, that's why we're doing this this podcast is because it's like, like, good God, Brad Pitt. It's just that's what I'm trying to tell to you about him and his hair. Like, if anybody else wore the, those disgusting sunglasses and that Ugh. fucking mullety thing, I'd be like, ugh. With Brad, I was like, I want to run my fingers through your mane. <laughs> and take your sunglasses off with my teeth. You know what I mean? I want to pull his hair. I want to pull it. Ugh. Maybe one you day we'll I mean? get to pull his hair. Oh no, this sounds this sounds aggressive now. This sounds No, but it's loving. It's a loving aggression. Yeah, but this is also uh, I also, also want to camp out outside of... of his house for weeks at a time and follow his every movement. <laughs> I want to sneak into his house and wear his clothes for 10 hours. <laughs> I'm moving to Missouri to meet his parents. <laughs> have to stop this is gonna get us his we're gonna we're gonna just suddenly in the mail get restraining orders from brad pitt's like manager and we're gonna be like that's weird that well at least he, we know he listened but the um, trajectory of that story of us it's like two film producers harmlessly start to make a movie podcast in which they proclaim they do not like the protagonist of their <laughs> podcast and then all of a sudden they're like imprisoned for murdering him <laughs> Cut to it actually make a great Brad Pitt movie. <laughs> Brad Pitt would star in it, and he would play me. Starring, yeah, he would. Who would play me? Oh, for sure, Julia Roberts. No, Kate Winslet. Okay, it sounds like you already had an answer. To that. <laughs> well, I do not like Julia Roberts' face. Oh, okay, fair. I love her though; she's America's sweetheart. But her mouth is um, so big, and I don't have a big mouth. No, you don't really. But she, um, I don't, I don't get big mouth from her in a movie like. Aaron Brockovich, which I love, by the way. I got a big time big mouth with her on in the Mexican. Same. She did have she had a real gaping hole in that one. <laughs> Welcome to This is the Pits. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, here a we podcast are. Podcast about Brad Pitt movies <laughs> that we record on Sundays. So I'm so hungover. Sundays, and you know what? We're just getting so off topic right now. Um. Let's see. What else? Uh, Brad Pitt. Oh, we didn't. Uh, I sort of met, referenced it, but we didn't even talk about this. I don't think we did in other episodes or maybe we did and I just blacked out and forgot. But um, Brad Pitt, two years prior to this in 1999, had a girl come into. What is that weird emoji you just said? <laughs> <laughs> I just discovered it. Sorry. He had a girl come? He had a girl come to his house break in, wear his clothes for 10 full hours, and he didn't even know she was at his house. Oh, my God. 
That really happened. And we, oh that, my god! Yeah, we didn't even we didn't even somehow see the the annoying thing is that we are limited to interviews about movies. Yeah, I feel like it's so easy for us to miss stories like this. Well, that's why we're doing next week's episode where we're gonna break down his life. We need, and in fact, we should do this in, again in six months and just break down his life without a movie. Well, because... we should we we should do a breakdown episode when when him and Jen break up. Oh. I guess. I guess sometime around uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, because that's when it happens, which I think is pretty soon. It's in like 2003 or something. Oh, my God. Um, I don't ever want this glory days to end. Wow, that's fucking crazy. And that's funny that you brought this up because we were just talking about stalking him. Right, exactly. And that's the thing is I think people are like, oh, well, it's not malicious. It's out of like, because I love him. And it's like, well, it's weird no, for him. That though. is psycho. Even if my best friend was in my house for 10 hours without telling me, I'd freak out. <laughs> I mean, what was she doing? Like, I guess, okay, Sniffing. wearing his clothes. Okay, yes, I can give you sniffing and wearing clothes for Masturbating? three hours. You got three hours before I'm starting to wonder what the fuck is there else? She's what else is there to do? waiting for him to come home. But 10 hours is so long. One time, we shot, I shot this commercial in somebody's house and they had to leave and they were like, okay, well, I have a cat and I don't know where she is. Um, I'm pretty sure she's under the the kitchen stove like i think she snuck under the stove so um don't use the stove uh and she'll be fine she won't come out because she's scared of everybody here but she won't come out we shot a full 12 hour day there and i never saw that cat Mm. and then we were leaving and she had come home from work and she was like did the cat ever come out and i was like no i don't know where she your cat is and she's like well she's honestly probably still under the stove and i'm like for 10 to 12 hours like what 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 are they I have to say, when Shelby and I first moved to New York, she went into the closet and she didn't come out for 24 hours. Oh. Now she's Shelby. just flouncing and flagoozing around. She's become a very slutty girl in her, <laughs> in her experience in New York. Is she, is she, really? Is she humping and doing a lot of... No, but she, when, we, when we lived in LA, nobody ever came to my house. Yeah. And so she only was friendly with me and she would just hide every time anybody came over. But now I live with the loudest people on earth and there's children who live above me. And so and the, and a dog who comes and hangs out with her every day. So all of a sudden she's become a people's cat, which is oh, that's great. So happy for me because I want to share her love and joy. And I'm going to put a video. Yeah, when I went there, she was scared. Yeah. Right now she's a cuddle bug and she's right next to me. Anyway, welcome to This is the Pits. Um... <laughs> a podcast about Chelsea's cat. Yeah. Okay. So Named let's, Brad think, Pitt. Should I rename her Brad Pitt? No. No. Don't do that. <laughs> I think I want to get a fish. I'm not kidding. You know what? I'm gonna go buy a fish right now and name it Brad Pitt and feed it every I, day. <laughs> you know what I was thinking? Because I'm thinking of adopting a cat, and I think that I might name all. I might get only girl cats and name them all after Brad Pitt's ex girlfriends, yeah. except for when, the one that we hate. Jen, Angie. <laughs> no, she's the, yeah. she's your crown prince. Actually, what's her name again? Juliet. <gasps> yes. Great name no. for a cat. Julu. Julu and Angie. I'm not kidding. I'm going to go get a fish named Brad Pitt, and I couldn't be more thrilled about it. I'm, literally, I have nothing else to do for the rest of this Sunday, and I'm going to go get myself a fish. <laughs> you should put little, like, Brad Pitt movie props in there, like a little, like, I don't know, things from his movies, like a little. Like a head in a box? Bong. Head in a box. Perfect. Yeah. A head in a box. What else can you do? A fight club reference. A little, a little bar, bar soap. soap. Yeah. But like, obviously not real soap, but you know. Oh my God. Okay. Anyway. We need, we're, not, we're, it's too late. We're done talking this about movie's, the movie. We need to give its done. ratings. We're, 
It's, give, give me the money. Show me the money. <laughs> let's summarize, I guess, <laughs> how was how it received, like, in general? Do you even uh, – why don't you do – Ratings first before money? Uh, no, I'll do money first. I think that's a good introduction to ratings, don't okay. you? Yeah. Um, okay, so there are mixed reports on how much money was spent on this movie. Um, I saw one that says $90 million, and I saw one that said $115 million. Yeah, that IMDb says $115 Okay, I saw an interview from that time that said ninety million, but it might have changed to one hundred and fifteen. It um, seems like the kind of thing because they were shooting internationally that, that it was probably the given budget, the locked budget was ninety, and then by the time they wrapped production, it was one hundred fifteen. That makes sense. That it's does like make a sense. standard jump. Yeah, um, a, like a cool twenty-five million dollar jump. Yeah, um, Jesus Christ, kill me in my face. Give that money to charity. It's Give like, that money to the refugee camp, please. Like like one day of not even Brad Pitt's direct salary, but the costs associated with him. Yeah. People people security, transport, yeah, uh, lodging, all that shit. One day of his costs could pay for like a year and a half of rent for me and living. It's so crazy. I wonder if he I wonder how much he gives to charity. He must. He must. I think yeah. he does. He has to. Uh, I mean, I think you actually have to, even if just for tax purposes. If you have, if you're making millions of dollars a year, multis, you're giving yeah, to charity. Definitely. Anyway, so it, let's say 115 dollar, 115 million dollar budget. It's opening weekend. It made 21.6 million dollars. Oh, owie, ow, ow, ow. That's yeah. why he jumped off the bridge. Oh <laughs> no. <laughs> Too soon. Look. Too soon. He, no. No, he should have jumped off the bridge sooner. Yeah. Oh fuck, we're Ooh, the worst ones. Worse. That's we're horrible. We're not good people. Nobody likes us anymore. I want to say, <laughs> I just want to say that I lo- I do love Tony Scott's movies. Me too, True and Romance I would never be so callous as to say anyone should commit suicide. But I am one for a good joke, a good and gag, so, as it were. And now you have to donate a ton of money to the suicide hotline. That's right. Because of that foul joke that I just made, I am going to. Give money to suicidal charities, and you can mark my words. You're such a fucking liar. Um, <laughs> okay, so open 20, 21.6 million um, opening weekend, and it opened at number three. Oh, so it was a bad week, though, for movies. What what month did it no. come out? No, it was a great week, November twenty first. Mm. It opened. It opened behind That's Thanksgiving week. Monsters Inc. and Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Yeah, two great movies, which I still love both of those movies today. Wait, did Monsters, so, Inc. beat Harry Potter? No, Monsters, Inc. was behind Harry Potter. Okay, but yeah. It was Harry Potter's second week and Monsters, Inc., I think, third or fourth. So I've never seen um, Monsters, Inc., and I'm saving it. Oh, it's really good. It'd be great to watch with your nieces and nephews because I just I rewatched it recently for some reason. It was like on a plane or something, and it was it's good. It's, Everybody it's just tells like, me you're going to love it. It's made for you, and I'm saving it for when I need something. It's a really sweet movie, yeah. Um, anyway, its total domestic gross ended up being sixty-two point three million. So Ooh, it didn't still make its, fuck. not even half its money back in domestic. I guess it, half its money exactly. It's almost um, like this movie was just made for the sake of making a movie. Like it wasn't. It was like, yeah, we'll just well, make they, a movie. Let's they, just like throw needed, a movie together. They needed to cash in on the spy trend. Yeah, They're James exactly. Bond, Born Identity. Yeah. Uh, Snatch kind of like all these like sneaking around like gotcha movies. Not even Ocean's or, Eleven. It's not a spy movie, but it's that same sort of like um, smart people doing yeah tricks. It's a it's it's a thing where where 
the the protagonist wins by by outsmarting and tricking and out sneaking and like being cool and slick and sly yeah exactly slippery and sexy yeah and it's like you, we're smarter than you but we're so cool about it yeah um and so they wanted to cash in on that so they get a big Hollywood director, a big Hollywood budget, and two big Hollywood actors. Yeah, and, and they make a Hollywood up. film. And it's not they a bad do. film, but it didn't need to be it's made. Fine. It didn't. It just feels dialed in because it was. But and it was. I'll tell nice. you what else. It was. It, it served its purpose, I'm sure, in the time. But like watching a movie like that now is just so like it is lost. This movie is lost to time. Yeah, it is. It's gonna. I mean, it's always gonna be one of those movies that. It's the kind of movie that will play for. 10 years after it's released just on TV yeah. on TNT and on TBS yeah. at like three it's in the morning. Probably like something in a contract, like some rights contract that it's like, you can have this in perpetuity or whatever. Like you can own this. Um, right. It's, an it's inter- total domestic gross is 143 million by the way. So it, it barely made its money back. Okay. Um, I was going to say something that was, I had a really good point to make about this film. Oh, sorry. No. And I, it escaped me anyway. Um, okay, so it did make its money back ultimately. It did ultimately make its money back, and um, oh, I, I remember think Brad... what I was gonna say. Oh, okay, go ahead. I was gonna say that I thought that this movie was gonna be really bad because every time we've watched a movie that I don't that I'd never heard of, mm-hmm. like The Devil's Own, right? It's been really bad. Where I'm like, I'm watching Across the Tracks, mm-hmm. never fucking heard of that. It's a nightmare hellscape of a movie, and so I was surprised. <laughs> Because I was telling everybody all week, like, ugh, I have to go watch Spy Game. It's going to be terrible. I've never heard of it. It's lost to the sands of time because it's bad. But I think it's lost to the sands of time because it's just fine. Right. I think it's just, it's just, there's better movies. If you're looking for a spy or, like, gotcha movie from the early 2000s, you watch Born Identity or Mission Impossible Impossible or Ocean's Eleven. Absolutely. Or Snatch. Even even Snatch outlived this movie. Mm -hmm. So... It's just this movie's just not gonna. It doesn't hold a flame to those other movies. So that's all. I think that's a good intro into ratings. Okay, let's hear it. Ooh, my voice cracked. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I'm only thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> you really are. You're ten. Um, IMDb seven point one. Okay. Ten. Understandable. Pretty high, I thought. Um, sixty six for Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Sixty three Meta Critic. All right. That's yeah, across, yeah, yeah. I think 13 reviews. I believe. Google's 87. Google doesn't count. And then the EW gave this movie the most glowing review. Really? I've never read an EW review that started positive and ended positive. It didn't end up giving them a, a huge score. They, it was a solid B. Okay. But the review is glimmery and shiny and praises everybody and praises like American ethics. And I can read you. Um, Oh no, my internet sucks. But yeah, they really liked it and very interesting. Well, also one thing to be said about this movie as far as reception is that this is right after 9-11. Like the wound is fresh, yeah. fresh, fresh. Yeah. And so anything that is glorifying the American military or the American government is hot right now. Exactly because- right. And every review I read, even though it was never said like, I really love this movie, I really hate this movie. It was very much like... Thank God bless the USA, you know? Yes. And, and even Spied Brad Pitt him. in his interviews. Yeah, and spite him. Even Brad Pitt in his interviews keeps saying, especially now more than ever. Yeah. And it, which just that phrase alone. Oh, what a weird time. 
Yeah, it's like now, where now the phrase that everyone says is in this in today's current political climate, yes. where it's just exhausting. I hate that oh phrase. Oh my now. god, I was reading the news today, and I was like, I read the New York Times headline. Uh-huh. This is about the government shutting down. I'm not getting political here, but I was sitting in bed <laughs> with a cup of are. coffee and being like, is this real life? Like, this is a fucking joke what's happening right now in our country. It is a joke. Yeah. And I can't wait to see what movies tell of this time in American history. Did you hear that Will Smith has been um, gotten Obama's blessing to play him in a movie? Don't cry out loud. I really like that. I really <laughs> think it's too. good. He's also playing the genie in, Ala- in the live action Aladdin, which got major internet backlash. Will Smith might be the next subject for our podcast because think about this. He has played a superhero. He has played a uh, alien fighting man. He's going to play Barack fucking Obama. He's going to play a genie. He has played. Don't murder Barack Obama. He's made for Barack Obama. He's. I mean, he's he's truly a versatile Don't forget about actor. Wild Wild West. Oh, how could I forget about <laughs> Wild Wild West? A certain somebody who is a friend of both of ours has seen it 20 times in the theaters. Who? Um, not important. <laughs> no, who? I mean... Uh, if you were to guess, you'd probably know. Anyway, um... Someone we worked with? No, we're not going to guess this right now. <laughs> okay, fine. Um... Message it to me. What's your... What's your um, rating for this movie? Uh, 20 times in the theater. <laughs> not not literally 20 times, like seven times. Let's just say, let's just oh. say, let's just say her name starts with an M and rhymes with feet ball. <laughs> <laughs> this is the wild, wild west, motherfuckers. Great movie. Um, okay. Overall? Yeah, overall. Five and a half, six. Five and a half. Wow, that's kind of low. Six. I mean, again, what's a fine score? Like, what is the number at fine? Where do you define fine? Seven, well, six? yeah, I guess like, six. I would say six or seven. Yeah. If, if you're going for fine. Yeah. Uh, Brad Pitt's acting. Oh, wait, what's your overall? Overall, I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a six and a half. Okay. Do you want to justify that point five or? Um, only because I think it's not a bad movie, and six sort of makes me. If I give a movie a six, it makes me feel like I didn't really like it that much, but a seven makes me feel like I liked it too much. Did like it? Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't really like it that much compared to, as far as good movies go, it's not. A so great, here's the thing: I was worried about when we came into this podcast because this movie doesn't merit serious analytical. I mean, we barely even talked about it. Like, it's hard to rate a movie that really doesn't merit conversation. Uh, yeah, sense. right. It does. Um, but I think yeah, that makes sense. Your your extra point five. Okay, so what about Brad's performance? I think he did great. I think he did a good job. I liked. Yeah, he did, he did I liked when he was obviously in a relationship with that girl. I loved him and Robert Redford's relationship. I liked it when he got mad. I like it when he learned. I thought he did great. I think he, I'd give him an eight. Yeah, I'll give. I mean, I'm going to give him a seven because I think he did. He did a little better than the movie is. Yeah. Um, but. But I always love when we watch these movies, and I'm excited to have him because he's not in the movie that much compared to Robert Redford. Like Robert Redford carries this film. Brad Pitt pops in and out. Um, 
And every time he's on screen, I'm I'm into watching him be on screen, which is a rare treat, considering I'm sick of his ass. <laughs> I know, I am sick of him now. Yeah. But I think I'm gonna I'm gonna be ex- I'm very excited to watch Ocean's Eleven next week. Can I just tell you? And oh Friends. no, we're watching Friends. Yeah. Friends first, then Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. Okay. Um. What about so you're giving him how a about his looks? Seven. I'm giving him a seven for his performance. Yeah. So his looks is an interesting one, Michael, because I know, ostensibly. I know on paper that he doesn't look good, but my heart skips a beat when I see that mullet waving in the wind. I see him snapping on his Nikon FG, which is the camera that I have. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So it's like you guys, if you meet him, you are going to have something to talk about. I'm going to be like, remember that movie that you made in 2001 called Spy Game in which you were pretending to be a photojournalist and the camera that you were using was a Nikon FG? He also had a Leica to nice ones anyway i'll give him a 7.54 hair i'm giving him a six wow i thought that's higher than i thought you were gonna give him i well i mean because he did look good he, he looked pretty good but he didn't look his best he, it's not really a standout look it's just fine i think he's really hot turns out i don't know if i've ever told you that <laughs> <laughs> Who, Brad Pitt? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Now, so, let's, let's rate Robert Redford. No, okay, sorry. yeah. Um, do you want to? Here's the thing about Robert Redford. It's hard to compare, like, to rate him because we don't really have that much to compare him but to. But don't you think he's, like, such an actor? Like, oh, every line he, he delivered. Acting. Yeah, it's like I was watching an actor act the part. Yeah, totally. That being said, I wasn't, like, mad at it, but it was just, like, a couple times that combined with the, like, Hollywood script, I was like, ugh. I don't believe you. Yeah, definitely. Um, he would he would like deliver a line, and you're like, "Wow, you are just delivering that yeah, line." Yeah, exactly. And like, listen, he's royalty, and so we can't talk shit about him. But like, totally oh, fine. fully can't. Brad Pitt wins this movie. Although I, I gotta say, I would be very very sad if it came out that Robert Redford was a creepy um, toucher. Well, in this political climate. <laughs> In today's political climate, nobody is safe. And I think if something came up about Robert Redford, I would be as sad as I was about Kevin Spacey. May he rest in peace. Anyway, that wraps up Spy Game. That's it for Spy Game. Next week, we're going to watch Friends, the Thanksgiving episode, and we're going to just talk about... I suggest, and I think we talked about this last week, we're going to watch the episode before the Thanksgiving episode, the episode, and then the episode after so that we have context in the world of Friends. Do we need to watch the episode after? Do they? I feel like they get over shit pretty quickly in the following episodes. Well, I guess I don't remember what happens in the Thanksgiving episode, but if there's a story arc that I want to get into, I will get right back into it. It's not hard to find friends online. No. It's hard to find human friends online, but it's not hard to find... Although, the guy I'm dating I met online, can you believe? I... You know what? Some, there are some very great success stories. My brother just got engaged to an OkCupiter. What? Yeah, he's engaged to be married. But they've been dating dating for a super long time. <laughs> Tune in next week for This is the Pits, starring Chelsea and Michael. <laughs> and Brad Pitt. Brad and Pitt's Brad a part Pitt. of this podcast as much as we are. And you know what? Next week we're going to really get into the nitty-gritty, and we're going to watch Friends, and it's going to be great. So thanks for listening. Week. Tune in next week. Follow us on Instagram, um, at the Pits Pod, and on Twitter, at the, at the Pits Pod. And um, we'll talk to you later.
If you know anything about Brad Pitt's personal life, please email us. If you have any opinions on Brad Pitt, email us. If I you want have, a hot tip. I would love a hot tip. Yeah, give us some hot tips. Bye. All right. That's it. Bye. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>